because I'm believing so much in gratitude. I'm devoting so much energy to gratitude because mm-hmm. I know this gratitude is serious. Sometimes the power of gratitude takes care of me back. Welcome to Becoming an Epic Being with your host, Sukoon. As a conscious living facilitator, my mission is to help you young adults navigate through the confronting issues of your generation, question conventional beliefs, and choose authenticity. Because that is where your true joy lies. So get ready to step up your game and jump on the ride as you begin the journey towards the next stage of your self-evolution. Welcome back, you guys. We are diving into gratitude today. And I know you've heard about the benefits time and again, but we are going really deep in terms of understanding how gratitude can be a massive game changer. And you can hear all about it directly from the horse's mouth because my guest today is very much an agent of gratitude. Kendrick has been suffering from a debilitating health situation which you'll hear more about in the episode, but he has not let himself be a victim of his circumstances, but has only chosen to rise above it with gratitude as his medicine. So come join me in hearing about his journey and how he's been able to do it all. Hey, hey. Yo, what is going on? What is going on, my man? Eve. How are you doing? I can't complain. I woke up this morning, kids on the bus. I have some cookies for breakfast. It's a good morning. I can, I'm not going to complain about a thing this morning. I, I heard, I tuned in thing. your podcast, One Love, and A, I love the music. It's so peppy and it's so young and love what you have to share, obviously. That's really cool stuff in there. Okay. Yep. So from our brief conversation, it's pretty clear that there is a lot of power in your story, my friend. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners the essence of, you know, how you got to be to where you are today in spite of your situation and be an agent of gratitude. Let's hear it. Yo, okay. No problem at all. So I'm Kendrick Gavon. And the way I did this is that I have this disease, primary progressive multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. And before I got like, I was diagnosed in 2016. So about five, six years ago, before I got like this, I was teacher of the year I was working with kids who had all the disruptive and behavior issues. 88% of my kids made it to college despite all of that. They were first-generation college goers. I loved it. I mean, I was knocking it out the park. And you always hear that you should start a gratitude drum. You always hear that write things down and be more positive. You just got to be more positive. And I was the teacher who would always tell my students that. I'm always telling people that. Man, just be more positive, dude. Calm down. Stop arguing so much. Be more positive. And when I got diagnosed, and the way my illness works is that I'm slowly losing all of my abilities. So it's the legs, the arms, the vision, digestive issues. My aunt passed away of the respiratory issues that this disease causes three months before I was diagnosed. So as these, as these handicaps and disabilities seem to multiply as the legs get worse your arms get worse your vision gets worse as i have seizures and stuff like that i'm in a bad spot i'm depressed my wife and i discuss my wife is discussing she wants she wants a divorce the kids say that is always mean they can't stand me because i'm in a bad place i can't walk anymore i'm struggling to drive i am really really struggling and what happened was 
she and I had a big argument. We're going to get divorced. I can't drive. I can't even really walk anymore. But I'm so angry that I mm. take my two canes and I hobble to the car using a walker and I drive 35 miles away using canes to oh drive God, no into way. break. Yeah, it, it was it was it was it was crazy. I shouldn't have done anything like that. Sorry, but can I, I just ask Ray, how many years ago was this, Kendrick? This was in 2018. Wow, as recent as that. Got yep. it. And when I showed up at the friend's house, it's the friends who are telling me, dude, you got to go home. And I'm telling them, I don't, I can't go home, man. Everything is my wife wants to divorce me. The kids don't like me. I mean, everything is falling apart. I can't do anything. And they're telling me, man, look, calm down. You are a teacher. Write some of this stuff down. Start writing some of this stuff down. And that day was August 12th, 2018. And I started putting it on Facebook, on Instagram. Every day I'm putting three things I'm grateful for. It made me feel a little bit better. And in 2020, I figured out, oh, snap. If I put the why to it, if I write down why I am grateful, writing down the what is good, I'm so grateful I'm alive. I am so grateful the kids are healthy. I am so grateful I have a house. But when you write down the why and you say, I am so grateful I have kids because I'm taking my kids to the park today. My daughters have a beautiful dress and I want to play and sit outside in the grass. When you put all of that in there, you have now removed the negative thoughts for an even longer amount of time. 88% of our thoughts are negative. And if we can reduce that number to about 69, we'll have 1,200 more positive thoughts. So just writing what you're grateful for is not enough time. You got to write that why. And the, when you write that why, you're removing yourself from all the negative thoughts and you're actually focused on why you're grateful, what you're grateful for, and that helps you become a more positive person. Wow. That's how I got to this point. That's how I got from the depression, from the, from the divorce to this point. My wife, did, we did not get divorced. At this point now, we have, gone to, we have grown enough to where I can't walk and everything anymore. If people look at me funny, my wife gets angry and she's trying to fight to defend my honor, which is a long way from us discussing divorce and everything else. And all this comes from me talking about being gratitude so much. That is phenomenal, man. I mean, it just comes to show that the smallest things can bring about the greatest shifts. So from what I'm understanding, it was your friends who inspired you to go about this whole journey of gratitude, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I pulled up and they told me I'm crying. I'm in tears. I'm on. They, How did you get here? You drove here with your canes. Sit down. Stop trying to talk. Just sit down. And then from there was, look, man, I want to write, write some of this stuff down. Stop. You're a teacher, damn it. Mm. Write some of this stuff down. And from there, it got better. It got, I started doing it more consistently because even when I started, it wasn't like you start that day and you're perfect from then on. There's several times I've stopped. Several times I stopped. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Become, like yeah, it, I stopped all the time. I, I might get mad about something. I will forget, get too busy. It wasn't until November. It wasn't until October 1st, 2020. I began to do the why statements and I have not missed a day since then. So I have it all on, on, my, on my online journal. I have an online journal about it now. My entire life has changed because I do so much with this gratitude. I'm thinking about, even now, as I look around my house, I think to myself, oh, yay, the sun is out. I can put that in my gratitude journal. I can talk about how I was being interviewed and the sun made me smile. So even stuff like that, and that goes through my head. Things like that never went through my head before. 
It used mm-hmm. to always be in my head when the bills are due, if the kids wash their hands, how does my hair look? <laughs> oh my gosh, I think my tooth looks brown. All of that goes to your head all the time, the imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I just think better thoughts now because I've taught myself to be and show gratitude. There's a difference between grateful and gratitude. Let's hear it. What's the difference? That's the difference. The difference is grateful is what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is why you are grateful. Oh, Gratitude is when you actually write or record. Because there are times I can't write because I'm shaking too much. Yeah. So I actually get the phone. I just say, speak it to my phone. Today is this day. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful that my wife made the bed up because when I look at the bed, I am happy and I will not get in the bed and go back to sleep because she made the bed up. I'll put all that and all of that becomes the gratitude. And that's the difference. The gratitude, when you put that why statement with it, you're taking yourself away from the negative thoughts for a longer amount of time. That's how you go from the high negative thoughts to the lower negative thoughts because mm-hmm. you're spending time on your gratitude. But would you agree that obviously writing is very powerful, especially to say what you're grateful for and to write what you're grateful for, but it's also about feeling the emotion of, actually feeling that emotion of gratitude that makes a difference because we can write as much as we want if we aren't feeling or believing in it, then it's just being intellectualized, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, abs- I, it's I agree just with- a routine or a ritual that may not get, um, I don't want to sound transactional here, but we may not get the results that people expect to feel happier, to feel more joyful. But I guess you mentioned this as well. It's really about failing to be consistent sometimes. Because sometimes it just feels like a task. Oh, I have to take out my journal. Oh, I have to write. Like, you know, I have that sometimes myself. But I loved how you emphasize the importance of the why, like, why are you grateful? But when you do that, are you actually feeling the emotion of gratitude? Like whether it's the sun is out or whatever else in the day that puts that smile on your face and brings you, brings joy to your heart. That's a great question. And I know, and I know exactly what you mean. And there are times whenever you go through it and you think it to yourself, I'm just writing stuff in it to get done. There are definitely times like that. I even have d- terms for it. So I call them easy gratitudes, the things that happen all the time and you're just putting them in easily. So things like, I am grateful that the kids woke up because I would be sad if my kids didn't wake up. That's an easy gratitude. You yeah. do that every single day. I'm grateful my kids woke up. I would be sad if they didn't. A cheesy gratitude, when you take one event and you break it into several. So you may say, I'm grateful that I went to the mall today with the kids. I bought them some things. We also ate my favorite food. And then on the way back, I saw a friend. All three of those, and you put all three of those into that one event, I call that being cheesy. So there are definitely times whenever you feel certain type of ways about it. And what that comes down to is that may be a time, that may be a day, that may be two out of your three gratitudes. But the power of the magic is in this consistency. Because even on days like today, whenever I write in cheesy gratitudes, <laughs> such as I don't feel good because my nose is running, I'm congested, stuff like that. Because I have it all in here, even as I'm thinking of that, I'm able to flip back and say, oh, man, I forgot that happened. Like yesterday, <gasps> last week that happened. And because <laughs> of that, I get inspired. Now I'm perked up. Now when I come back to my journal for number three, I have a good long one about how I paid my bills on time and T-Mobile. And now I'm in a better place because even though I wasn't, I was easy and cheesy when I did number two, the second gratitude. 
by just flipping them my own thing, it perks me up and puts me in a better spot. So when I finish that, I'm already in a better place. To answer your question, there are times whenever it does not feel, uh, every single gratitude does not feel authentic, make you feel bursting yeah. with happiness. It's not the way it's supposed to work. You are focused on what you're grateful for. There are times whenever I write in my journal, I'm grateful that I have a bottle of alcohol and I shouldn't even be drinking. But because I have that bottle of alcohol, it gave me a little bit less pain to get through the next couple of hours. And I'll write about that. And so that can be authentic, but it's also something bad. So that's the way the gratitude journal can work. What it does, most importantly, is change your perspective of things. It just makes you more consistent with how you view things, how you handle things, how you handle yourself. Gosh, there's so much wisdom to all that you're saying here, Kendrick. And I guess the bigger question is, you know, when when people are in a very difficult spot, like you were until very recently, um, the last thing people would think is about being grateful when everything is literally shit around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fascinating how you actually brought yourself to a point of not only like writing stuff down, but actually raising your own vibe to feeling more joyful in spite of everything that was working against you, your health, your situation, um, tell us more about like how did you actually bring yourself to do that on the worst of the days because that is where people can shift their state because anyone can get stuck in victimhood right like why my life why me why is everything messed up yes. in my life and you stay stuck in those patterns because it's very hard to navigate out of that but what you're saying is that no matter how shitty things are around you you can absolutely move out of that through any practice, but more importantly, gratitude. And I guess on the bad days is where it counts the most. So how do you make it count the most on the worst of your days? So on the worst of my days, I always do at least three. And when it's the worst of my days, I will actually do more than three. I do more than three on a regular <laughs> time because I do three online. I do three written. So that's six. I do at least six every day. And then I have napkins. If, some, if I'm in the kitchen cooking, if I'm talking to the kids, I may write, scribble it down real quick. Oh my gosh, my daughter said so-and-so. She said she missed me today. And I'll scribble that down, put it in my pocket. So by the end of the day, I've got stuff in my pockets. I've got stuff written down. I've got little notes in my phone. And I'm just choosing which ones I want to write about, talk about, stuff like that. Another thing that helps me out even more so is that when y'all start this journey of a gratitude journal, I had heard about love languages. But I thought that was just nonsense. To me, it, I had heard about it. I knew about it. it. I just didn't believe it. It wasn't until I got on the journey of a gratitude journal. And then when I read Love Languages, I, I'm in a better place to receive that, okay, now I see there is touch. There is words of affirmation. There are these different lo- And I know kid number three speaks touch because she's always rubbing, hey daddy hey daddy rubbing your stuff like that and i know kid number one no touch at all he's more words of affirmation even stuff like that comes with the fact that because i'm more grateful i'm in a better place now i can make myself better with other things so on my worst days even my worst days are not as bad as they used to be because i'm so much of a better communicator with the love languages i know about brain hemispheres i listen to podcasts different mm. music I used to only listen to hardcore rap music. All the <laughs> Which I love as well. Like, that was it. The, junk, the gunshots, the drugs. If they didn't have gunshots, if somebody didn't die in the song, I thought, what's, what's the point of the song? There, there's no action in the song. <laughs> I'm at the point now where I listen to so many different kinds of music. 
everything from instrumentals to country to things I can't because we go because we travel countries now. Even with the wheelchair, we travel countries. So I listen to Spanish music. I listen to music from Ecuador. I listen to places that with the Jamaican stuff. I don't even know what they're really saying. But because <laughs> the vibe is good, now I can get a feel off of that. Wow. I never understood any of that before I started writing a gratitude journal. I was never in a place to receive any of that before I write this gratitude journal. Now I'm in a better spot. My mind thinks better. All that stuff is just more welcoming and more inviting on the worst days. I can literally play music on a bad day and start to feel a little bit better. And before then, I would have thought that was nonsense. I, you you got to take some Tylenol. I would look at music, take some Tylenol, go to a doctor. What are you doing? Play some music? No. Now, yeah, now I understand things a whole lot better. Wow. So would your love language be words of affirmation? Yeah, absolutely. I'm words of yeah. affirmation first and I'm, I'm um, these acts of service second. And how can people become more aware of their love languages? I, I read the book, but like my wife, as much as she digs in and understands love languages now, she's not about to read the book, listen to the audio book, take any notes, mm -hmm. anything like that. So what I have done, I just Googled online free love language tests. And I found some 15 oh, yes. questions, between 30 questions. And I just, from that point now, and then once I found that, it's just, hey, kid, number one, come on downstairs. Let me ask you a few questions. And I'm asking them questions, one, a, a or B, C or D, E or F, A or F. And they're, what are you doing? And that's how I figure out theirs. And even as I'm doing it them, it becomes a conversation with them about why I'm doing it. And then they yeah. love languages and the kids are actually, my girls are more into it than my son is. So the girls want to know a little bit more about love languages. They really want to know about their own. They don't really care about mine. They want to know about their own and what each other's is. Sure. My son doesn't really care about his own. He doesn't, he swears his own is not, I don't care about words of affirmation. Dude, you just took the test. And it was a shiny, you scored an A plus away. Like, what do you mean words don't work? Words don't impact <laughs> I don't care what people say. And then that becomes a whole discussion. That because it makes him a better person because now he understands communication and stuff. Wow. So this has obviously played a very big role in your life towards strengthening your family dynamics. And I'm assuming you also incorporate these love languages in your work with students because you still teach in school, hey? Before, before I was a, when I was a school teacher, I didn't know anything about the love languages. I had heard about it, but I didn't use it. If I knew about love languages before, I'm sure I would have used it in the classroom. I bet I would have never brought it home. It would have been something I used in the classroom on my exactly students. Exactly, right. They need it. And I would have thought, I know my kids. Oh, whatever, <laughs> I know my kids. And that's yeah. why I'm sure I would have treated it that way. Yeah. Well, at least you've heard about it soon enough. And tell us about this thing on your website called Mindset Over Bullshit. Super intriguing. Um, how did you come up with this? Yeah. And what that comes exactly from is from that discussion that I had with the friends that I drove to. And it was, dude, I get it. You're going through a lot of stuff, man. You're going through a lot of bullshit right now, man. But at some point, like we all know everything is unfair. Life is unfair. Life has been unfair since life started. It was never fair. At some point, you got to get over the bullshit, bro. Like at some point, bro, it will... My homie was telling me with these exact words, at some point, bro, you got to get over the bullshit. You got to pick yourself up and start to do something, man. Write something. Do, damn it, you're a teacher, dog. You got to get over the bullshit. And from there, 
it is slowly growing. And those words have not left me. It was It's M-O-B, mindset over bullshit. And the bullshit, I'm guessing, is negative thoughts? Or is there anything else to it? Thoughts, it's those limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. It is the, it is the, for black people for black people here in America, I tell them the bullshit is also that thinking that because you're black, so-and-so won't happen. Because mm. you're black, the police are always going to get you. Because you're black, there's no way you'll, that you'll get that bank loan. Because that is something ingrained in us because of all the racism and everything else in this country. But by putting my mind in a better spot, I even attempt to do things I never did before. So even before I used to always think, man, they, they won't give us a loan. You know we black. You know black folks don't get a loan. Now, because I do that gratitude journal so much, I don't think like that. And I tell my friends, they're like, yo, what are you doing? I'll go apply. So I tell people, these are the tools that'll get you over that thinking. Stop mm-hmm. thinking because you're black, it won't happen. Just do it. Yeah, because you're black, things things, things will happen. But then you don't, that's not your reason to not even try. That should never be your reason to not try. But to try anyway. Wow. And do you think like, your reality has shifted with that new perception that like absolutely not, yeah yeah absolutely you actually see things happening differently for you it's it's not only not only, not only do i see things happen differently because i tell my wife all the time shit doesn't happen to me anymore shit happens for me I can, give, i can give an example of it was maybe two months ago the cell phone bill was due and you know how it is whenever you uh, you sign up for, you, you, you sign up you sign up for, for the free trials and stuff and i didn't quit it, it was with adobe And I didn't quit the free Adobe trial in time. By the time it hit me, it was too late. Like, oh, they took out a, they took, they took out yeah. a sizable amount from the Very account. And then I wanted to cancel the Adobe. Adobe tells you, oh, you didn't read the contract? If you cancel with us early, you got to pay this amount. I'm like, oh. So at that point, we're short for, we are short for the electricity bill because of that. I'm like, oh, man, I'm freaking out. And I end up just stopping. I'm doing my, I end up writing my gratitude journal. I don't write anything about what is going on. I just write my gratitude journal. I write about the things that are going on good that day. Mm. Later on that same day, I find a $100 bill in my sock drawer. <laughs> And it's shocking because I asked my wife, hey, have you been stowing, putting money in sock drawers just because we're on hard times? She looked at, why the hell would I hide money in your drawer though? If I'm going to hide money, I'm going to put it for I can get to. Why would I put it in your drawer? And she's asking me, why do you keep asking me these questions? That has happened to me three times. Wow. Three times since 2018, I have been short on money. And I have actually found a $100 once in a sock drawer, once in the couch, and once it was actually in my desk drawer. Goodness. Who might be the secret Santa? I have no idea. It's almost like I feel like I tell my wife last time because I tell her it's almost like I feel like gratitude is on the is the, that's the energy. I that's the energy. I, because I'm believing so much in gratitude. I'm devoting so much energy to gratitude. Because mm-hmm. I'm I know this gratitude is serious. Sometimes the power of gratitude takes care of me back. And what I do now is teach these type of things to specifically, I like to go into middle schools and I'm teaching middle school kids meditation, manifestation. I teach them basic yoga moves. I teach them their love language and how to use it on their wow. parents. And I actually tell the kids, I'm telling the kids stuff like, hey, because before you tell the kid love language, they're not shocked, they're not impressed, they don't want to know about it until you say things like, but if you know your love language and you know your mom's love language, 
Wouldn't that help you get some better stuff like at Christmas time and on birthdays? Like if you know your mom's love language, I bet you would get away with some chores a little bit easier. Then it's, you think so? <laughs> yeah, I do want to know. <laughs> so and I, I had that particular discussion with a kid two weeks ago and his mom has been bragging all this week that I don't know where these questions are coming from. My son is asking me. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it's, so just, it's blown away. And then from there, I'm telling her, well, we're doing love language. She, I want to know my own love language. Sure, I give her the test. And then from <laughs> there, just the whole discussion with she and her son, I'm not even there wow. anymore about love languages. And they're just communicating a whole lot better because now she would have never thought her son was touched. Her mm. son never thought he was touched. And he's taking these 30 questions. And he keeps choosing the touch type answer. And at the end, he's, he just scratches it. Huh. So when my mom like rubs me, rubs me on my head and everything, that's why it feels good. That's why it feels good. And since my mom is, my mom is acts of service. So I got to start doing stuff for her and then I can get stuff. That's the way it works, man. That's the way it works. Whenever she's touching you stuff like that, you have just said you would rather her come to you and rub you on the back than to give you a gift. That means you actually like your mom's touch. Stop biting so much, dude. You know that makes you feel good. You know it makes you feel, now I'm laughing. You know it makes you feel good, bro. She's, come on, man. You you know your mama is, is your top lady, your top girl. That becomes a whole discussion, a whole discussion. It's and crazy how there, transformative this stuff can be. Yeah. And how really is your, um, I mean, I'm sure like you just have a whole new appreciation of for life after all that you do right now with your awareness and your gratitude tools and um, just having gone through all that you have and how are you feeling in terms of like, how's your health situation at this point? My soul, my spirit, my heart are flying, but yeah, my, uh, my physical, my physical body is my, my physical body. Is not aligned to how you're feeling, but somewhat. Yeah. Now, even that, whenever you say there should be a shift in the physical body, there is before when I was depressed and everything, I felt so much worse than I feel now. I know I am physically worse than I was a couple of years ago. When the wife and I were discussing divorce, 2018, I know I'm a much better, I know I'm in a much worse place. I know. But how are you doing this, Kendrick? I'm so curious. You're in a worse how am place I doing this? How are you doing this gratitude thing? Like when things are not going well in terms of your physical body, what's keeping you going? I'm just genuinely extremely curious about this. Because I believe, I believe every culture, every country speaks of how in the old days, you can get to the point where you can almost separate, it's almost like the meditation, you can separate your body from your mind, your soul, your heart, your spirit. As long as my head is flying with everything going good, as long as I look around my house and I'm able to see all the things good, like a bed that's made up, the floors are vacuumed. I know when I go out, I have a Pacific, I have hummus in the refrigerator. There's no other snacks here for me, but I got hummus there. I've gotten my mind, I've gotten myself to the point, and I'm not even there yet, but I think about the good things so much. I'm not tripping. Like I could tell you last night about how I fell out the bed and, and hit my head and have a knot on my head. I don't even think about that until I actually, well, that did happen last night. <laughs> I, how this morning, I, I was almost late to this interview because my restroom is right here. I can actually touch my restroom door. I don't have enough in my body to walk. I actually have to crawl from here just to right here. And crawling just to right here, I actually tip and fall over because I don't have enough in my body to even, I don't have enough. I do yoga all the time, meditation. I do all of these things to help myself. So to answer the question, 
Mm. I believe that all of this positivity, all, all of the gratitude, all the meditation, the sage, it is working. And that's why I feel as good as I do now. If I didn't do this gratitude drone, if I didn't do the sage, if I didn't meditate, oh my gosh, then I would feel bad physically and I would be depressed and my heart would be broken. Mm. And I would constantly be thinking how bad it'll be next week or how bad it'll be next month. I would constantly be comparing myself to people I think are doing better than me. I know this stuff works because I'm able to smile and keep going like as it is. I haven't healed myself per se, but in a, in a greater sense, we don't determine or define what the healing is. The healing happens and it's up to you to accept what your healing is. My healing could be the fact that I was, my head, my heart, my soul is in such a bad place that I had I to exchange imagine. my body for that. And if that was the trade, then I can't lie. I would take that trade. I tell, I tell my wife, all this, I would take this trade all the time. To be what the point where I am with my daughters where my daughters come talk to me about boyfriends now. They never <laughs> happened before. Things like that, I would give up walking for in a heartbeat. I will give up all that physical stuff for them to be as close to my family and my kids as I am now. I'm no longer just telling people what to do all the time. Do your chores, do your schoolwork. Hey, babe, what's for dinner? What you gonna cook? I'm no longer in of that. I'm so much more wanting to know how was your day? What are we gonna do today? Like I said, them? it's like All a it. whole new appreciation for life in every way. Yeah. And it's funny because people who have everything going for them will still find time to complain and whine about what is not right. Of course, people who genuinely have tough situations and circumstances like a physical ailment, um, again, you know, they'll feel victimized or they just can't get themselves out of that. So there's a lot of power in all that you're saying for our listeners today. Whether you're young or old, doesn't matter because the fundamental message is really to focus on what will get you going and to, you know, just stay grateful for all that you do have. You're alive. And yep, we do yep. take life for granted. We don't really realize the essence of what we're here for and all that life has to offer because we're caught up in the in in the physical stuff sometimes and we get, you know, just too just just caught up in that so yep yep i absolutely agree with that one a hundred percent agree with that one we definitely do my wife does not do a gratitude journal but she has gotten so much into energy crystals and all type of stuff mm. and even that she says comes from she doesn't want to do a gratitude journal because she feels like it's too much work all the stuff i do but she says that just seeing me deal with my illness the way i do mm. seeing me try to get better makes her realize like oh shit i be, i complained about shit <laughs> to I'm coming in mad because somebody cut me off in traffic and I'm coming home and my husband is going through this. Let me stop and start making, working on myself. And that even that has brought us, has brought us closer together. And all of that I attribute oh, to the gratitude journal. Yeah. I'm working on myself, which makes her think, oh shit, let me work on myself. And I guess that's the very definition of, of inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. And I really love how your mind actually remembers to you know, stay grateful and recall those moments of gratitude in times that things are going haywire around you. You know, like you were talking about earlier. Oh, wait, but this happened yesterday. Oh, wait, but that happened last week. And I love like to train your mind like that is, is just crazy. It's insane. What a blessing yeah, to is. have. It is. And it can be done. It's work. It's, it's, it's no, 
it's no magical pill you can take. You don't do this for seven days and your mind just kicks in that way. No. I got, I started this in 2018 and I know I'm not there yet. And this is just the way I am growing and getting better with this. This is how my mind is just changing and getting better. And I'm cognizant of it, which makes me want to keep going. Clearly, clearly. I just, I think I want to ask you towards the end of this episode, like, in my in my view, you're an epic being in more ways than one. Just the fact that you managed oh, to you know you. be who you are and offer so much value to your students and everyone else you engage with, in spite of all that you have going for yourself, is a real superpower. So bow down to you. Um, what do you think is an epic being? For me, an epic being is someone who takes insurmountable odds and just keeps going. It's not about did you succeed, did you conquer, you just kept going. It's not about how many times you failed, you kept going. And to me, that would be an epic being. Someone, you don't have to figure it out. All you know is I keep going. Those are my heroes. You just keep going. Honestly, I think you define resilience, my friend. <laughs> like not many people are. And looking at you, I'm just like, wow, that is resilience right there. Thank you. A thousand thank yous for that. That right there is a heck of an affirmation. My father used that word. <laughs> oh, yes, my of father course, always also. said growing up. I mean, my father always said growing up, if he could put resilience in a bottle and sell it, he would need no other job. <laughs> and for the rest of his life, his family would be taken care of. And I feel like what you just said is along the lines of that. When you tell me that, I mean, yeah, that um, that one, that one really. That one, you have, yeah, that one, that one hit hard. Thank you. A thousand thank yous for that. Oh, of course. Where can people find you, Kendrick? People can always find me at my, it's called my glow. I call it the glow because it is a gratitude drama. L-O-W, my glow. And a website. My glow? It's, my glow. It's a, I call it the glow because it's a gratitude journal, blog, and a website together. So all together, gratitude journal, blog, website, I call it the glow. And my website is allthingsonelove.com. They can find me there for scheduling me. I have books that I have printed, I've published there. I have classes for kids that people can sign their kids up for. I have free gratitude crash courses where for five days, I'm gonna show you how, I'm gonna show you basic yoga poses, the 639 meditation technique. We're gonna go through quotes and just for 30 minutes, no charge. I'm going to show you how I do the gratitude journal type stuff. And I do that as well. I do all of that from allthingsonelove.com. Oh man, love the value you're creating for people out there. Thank you so much for offering so much of your strength and wisdom and everything that's so much of value in this episode. Really appreciate it. A thousand thank you. You have, you have filled in my bucket so much. I mean, a thousand thank yous. Golly, I can't <laughs> wait for the rest of my day. <laughs> love that, man. Thank you. thanks for tuning in friend hopefully you're walking away with some useful takeaways if you like what you heard do not hesitate to follow and subscribe and even share with your friends until next time stay epic